Good evening, everybody. It is January 28th, 2024, still in the first month of the new year. But tonight I'm going to talk about something. I wasn't sure I was going to do this podcast. I had it in my brain for another day, last week, another week, and so forth. But tonight I want to talk a little bit about America, or America, about America, Catholicism, the end destruction. Well, now that I made that sound like an uplifting program, let's talk a little bit about it. You know, the Civil War, I've talked about this before, and I look at it from a different angle. I look at um, uh, battles, wars, and so forth from a different angle, not just from the political side of things. Everybody has done the political side of it. Some are a little off, some are just completely wrong, some got it pretty good, some are right on target, and what is slavery, what did it really mean, what was the real purpose of the Civil War, and so on. That's been covered a lot, too. But I wanted to cover this from a, a bit of a religious aspect, so to speak, a Christian uh, point of view or how we look at this. Now, we do know that every single state was Democrat in that time frame. Now, this is not an argument to go, well, you have to understand there were Southern Democrats and Northern Democrats. I'm just, on the surface, let's look at this, because we'll get deeper into this. And it has nothing to do with Democrats, believe it or not. But most of us us know this. They're Democrats. And what do we know about most of the Democrats? Not only then, but even now. now, Well, I should say now it's kind of split a little bit. But in that time frame, the majority of your Democrats were what? Roman Catholic. Now, I talked about Jefferson Davis, whether you can say he had a sad end to his life or not, and um, how he tried to repair his reputation, so to speak. But he did go to a Jesuit school and so forth. He, you know, raised by Dominican uh, uh, monastery and so forth. He was a Catholic, and so was his vice president, my understanding, Alexander Stevens, I believe his name was. Um, He was a Democrat. You look at every southern state, whether it be Georgia, whether it be Texas, um, Sam Houston. Our, the people love Sam Houston. He was a Democrat. He was, you know, in fact, Texas in that time frame actually had four men during that whole Civil War time frame. And all were Democrats, of course. And it's funny to think of where I live in Tennessee. It was run by who? Democrats. It's just the way it was. I don't know if this interests you or not, but side note, Abraham Lincoln and Jefferson Davis were both born in Kentucky, which I thought was uh, an interesting statistical point of view. But most of these people were Democrats. Even the Confederates that left after the Civil War and went to Brazil to form, I believe, what was called Americana Town, run by Democrats. They were all Democrats that went there. And, uh, humorously enough, Roman Catholic. That town was founded by Roman Catholics. Given the ability, and I cannot remember that, that the president or emperor of Spain, uh, Spain, Brazil there, oh, what was his name? Anyway, I can't remember his name, but he was Democrat. It just keeps on going on and on. So no matter how you look at it, Catholics. Catholics. You go to Mississippi or go to Arkansas. Catholics. You got... Uh, 
Kentucky, Kentucky, uh, their governor or senator, they was a Catholic. You have Episcopals thrown in there, too. You know, a lot of people think that this whole region down here was really just Baptist. You know, that's what people think of the South, as Baptist. Bunch of Baptists. Bunch of backwoods, redneck Baptists. Which was interesting because Catholics. One of the famous generals there, the, uh, oh, can't remember his name now. Ah, uh, boy. The general who attacked Fort Sumter was a Roman Catholic. And we know the Catholics, the, the Vatican and, and, and the Catholics have been working with uh, the South. They wanted to destroy Abraham Lincoln. They couldn't, couldn't stand him. You want well, let's look at the senators as I stumble over my voice like I sound like I'm Biden. I can't get my sentence out. Senators, 100%, 100% of your senators at that time were Democrats. Think about that. 94% of your house was Democrats. Like, oh, there were some Republicans in there. No, they were Whigs. Your governors. All Democrats. And the majority of them were Roman Catholic. The, the majority of your senators, Roman Catholic. Same thing with the House. That is not an accident. And that is not a coincidence. The Roman Catholic Church was indeed pro-slavery. These governors and senators, now I'm not going to say the people in the South. I am going to say, because I want to stick to, because you can't, you can't say everybody in the South were pro-slavery. There are many people who had their own small farms. There was a, you know, there's a term for it, and it absolutely escapes me right now, but it, it's a term that they use describing people with their own little farms, you know, just trying to make ends meet. And that's what a majority of the people down in the South had were just their own little areas. It was the elites, the elitists, the governors, the senators, the rich people that happened to be Democrats and Roman Catholic. You can go through a few of these plantation owners and find out their background was Roman Catholic. So don't tell me Roman Catholics are a wonderful organization. Do not tell me that the Vatican... It was all about the people there, not they're about controlling the people. They've been trying to control America for a long time. They've been trying to control the United States of America for a long time. They love democracy because it destroys the republic. Why were there so many Catholics down here? And, and interestingly enough, if you flip and you go up to the north at that time, and we talked about the most of them were Republican. Think about this. Massachusetts was Republican. Massachusetts. So was in Connecticut. Ain't that something? Massachusetts and Connecticut Republican, along with Rhode Island along with New York. New York, of all places. The governor was a Republican. And the, 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 the uh, um, 
Uh, what was his name? Uh, in Massachusetts, Nathaniel Banks was a Baptist. Doesn't mean I'm, I'm not saying that because he's a great, great man. I'm just saying he wasn't Roman Catholic, and what do you find up in the north? Roman Catholicism. Now you do. The governor of Maine, same thing. He was a Baptist. How, how many times does this have to happen before we realize it? And, you know, California was run by a Republican. And then it was run by uh, a, 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 a Democrat, which was interesting. He was a what's called a Compton Democrat. They were pro-slavery, but they tried not to be completely involved. They wanted to reap the benefits, but not the blame. Delaware. Now, Delaware was an interesting situation because a lot of people know about the Civil War and where they stood. But they were uh, pro-slavery. They were the actually the, the actual governor of that state was a, a Roman Catholic, and uh, he was all uh, Catholic pro-slavery. He was all into that. And why am I talking about this tonight? I'm like, oh my goodness, this guy's bringing up the Civil War again and taking over America and the Roman Catholics. I want you to, I want you to realize something. We, we all know Biden claims to be a Catholic. We all know Nancy Pelosi claims to be Catholic. And I'll tell you right now, if it wasn't uh, if it wasn't for Donald Trump, the, the Catholics aren't, wouldn't be strong. They're going to be strong again because of Donald Trump. Whether he's whether he's the reason why or, or understands what he's doing or not, that's a complete different conversation. Whether he's a pawn in the game of the Pope and the Vatican, that's a different conversation. I'm just saying that he will be used, whether wittingly or unwittingly. And now there's a gentleman named, I mentioned this already before on a live stream, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon was uh, someone who was very influential with Donald Trump, and then they had a falling out. But Steve Bannon is, is an absolute Roman Catholic. In fact, he has a show uh, called uh, War Room, and I was watching the other day. I haven't seen his show in a long time. And uh, so I tuned in to check it out for a second. And uh, on the mantle, there's a fireplace. I don't know if it's a real fireplace, but there's a fireplace mantle in the back of them and all these Catholic uh, things up there. It's got the picture of Jesus with the little two fingers up. And they got the, uh, 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 the, the Virgin Mary up there. Uh, Thomas Aquinas was up there. Uh, a bunch of little relics and stuff like that. Well, I should tell you what the agenda is by the Roman Catholic Church right there. And I know a lot of people like Dan Bongino. Dan Bongino, oh, man, this guy, he's a tough guy, secret service guy. He's, he's, a, he's the man. He's the man. Guess what? He's a Roman Catholic. He really is all about the Catholic Church. The Roman Catholic Church, the Vatican's, the Roman emperors over there, they have placed people who both wittingly and unwittingly, in these positions on purpose. They have been working on this forever. They thought they had it figured out during the Civil War. They figured uh, they could beat Lincoln, and, and they could have, actually. Believe it or not, they could have, but they've made a few mistakes, and uh, the good Lord stopped them on that deal because it wasn't time yet for the end of the world yet. Not the end of the age, but the end of the world. 
So when you look around and people are saying, and now look at the news today, and it's been going on for a while, we're really pushing uh, uh, Catholic persecution. And now you even got non-Catholics in the, in the Congress saying, yeah, what's going on, man? We got to protect Catholics. We got to protect Catholics. Do you see what's going on here? Now, I'm not saying nobody's been attacked. I'm just saying, do you see what the buildup is? The old guard is coming back, and that's the pre-Vatican Council, too. It's said it for a long time. It's said it for a long, long time. You know, the, the, the modern Catholics mock the, uh, the old Catholics, or the, uh, uh, the city of Acantis, and the uh, city of Acantis, I almost said it wrong, the city of Acantis and people like that, with Jim Cavazzilli, Mel Gibson, people of that ilk, Steve Bannon, they're looking to go back to the old way. What was the old way? You better convert. Or you're going to die by the sword. Well, that would never happen. Are you kidding me? People are being murdered every day for their beliefs. We got a lot of things coming down the pike. And I'm going to tell you right now, the people who are really in trouble... At the end of the day, and there's so few of us anyways, are born-again Bible believers. People who just live their lives by the Bible. And not men. Not the doctrines of evil men. They're the ones in trouble. And I, I hope people wake up to the fact that Roman Catholicism has tried repeatedly and repeatedly to take over this country and to destroy this country. So if you think Donald Trump is going to be the savior, you're wrong. And the, here's, the, here's the wonderful part of, of the fact what, the, what Satan has done here. He's created two choices, and both of them lead you to hell. Ain't that interesting? You got Trump on one end, and you got Biden on the other. Oh, that's right. The primary is not over. Nikki Haley's in it. You know, if they don't throw uh, Biden in prison, I mean, not Biden, well, they can throw him in there too if they want, I guess. But if they uh, don't throw Donald Trump in, he, he'll obviously get the nomination. And the Roman Catholic, the old guard, will rise again eventually. I believe in 2027 is when that, a lot of these things are going to start really going into full gear. Full gear. Because you got to remember, I don't think he's, in, he can't do it his first year. But on his way out the door or close to it, destruction, and he may not know. I don't know. A lot of people want to say that he is a Jesuit. I don't see overt signs that he's a willing or or very uh, uh, not is well aware of being a Jesuit or not. So I'm not. I don't buy that story yet. But I do believe that people have whispered in that man's ear that are Jesuits and all these geniuses he has up there. Those. Uh, the false evangelicals out there that are not accurate at all. It'd be amazing if people put this much time and energy into their Bible. And they're actually being born-again Bible believers. Being born-again Christians and doing what we're supposed to do. Wouldn't it be amazing if we put that much 
energy that we do into politics. And I'm not saying to ignore politics altogether because it's important to understand what is going on. And we're talking, it's all about inflation, not inflation, war, no war. Employment rate, not a, not a high employment rate. Social Security benefits. Now, this is all leading to the end. And where are we going to be standing at that point in time? Because either choice you make ain't going to be happy times. I'm unaware of why we think this is going to be. And all these people who believe that the end of the world is coming yet seem to always keep on thinking, well, if we get Trump in office, we can we can save this country again for our kids and our, our grandkids and our great-grandkids. And, and I've actually heard people say this. I'm like, wait, hold, hold on. How are you saying that the end of the world is soon and at the in the same breath saying you're going to save this country for your great-grandchildren? You either believe in the end or you don't. Well, I mean, you can't believe in the end, kind of, maybe. It's very imminent, but actually way down the road. Come on. No matter where you look in history... Roman Catholicism has always been behind the, the destruction, murder, everything. In Arkansas, there was a man who was an actually, he was a Democrat in the House of Representatives, and he was a Roman Catholic and a Jesuit, and a known Jesuit. I mean, how does that make one feel? You're in the South thinking you're fighting for freedoms and, and everybody thinks the Baptist church is down there. My friend's Catholic church was down here. The Catholic church, the Catholic church, and the Catholic church is the reason why you had a civil war, is the reason why you had slavery, is the reason why you have discontent today, and yet you still believe in that false church. Sometime, at some point, you have to open up your eyes. Look at the fact that the Roman Catholic Church made uh, the Ecumenical Council in the 60s and say, hey, 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 we're all the same, man. Man, we're all one. Let's all be together. That's an abomination. An absolute abomination. I don't plan on this to be long. By the way, we'll probably be talking next week about, uh, well, the next podcast will be about uh, Simon Magus. Oh, man, I should have saved that for like a, like one of those trailer teasers. We'll be talking about the real Peter Pope. Uh, that's going to be interesting. Why do some people want to erase history? And I truly believe who's behind a racist history. Yeah, Black Lives Matter was involved, the communists and so forth. But the Catholic Church has always been knee-deep in history erasures. They've been trying to get rid of history for a long time. 
Because when they keep on doing what they do, thinking that they're going to succeed and they can rewrite the history as they did in England, as they did in Scotland, as they did in that whole area up in that, that way, I'm not going to argue whether the Vikings were good or bad, but it's interesting how they covered up a lot of history. And they do that wherever they go. The victor, to the victor goes the spoils. History is rewritten by the winners. And the Vatican keeps on thinking that they're going to win the Catholic Church so they can erase the history of the truth. And that's what their aim is. That's what the goal has always been. It's weird how they think they're going to do it, and it's not going to get done. No. Not completely. I mean, they've made some inroads of making people forget things. You got a lot of Catholic churches. You got your Michael Knowles out there. You got your Mark Levin, who backs the Catholic Church. These are conservatives. And it's as if these conservatives have forgotten what the Roman Catholic Church has done to this country over the years. They're great studies of history. They will quote you the Federalist Papers like you wouldn't believe. And impressive it is. And yet somehow, with all the American history, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, John Quincy Adams, James Monroe, James Madison, Andrew Jackson, Andrew Johnson, Abraham Lincoln, in all that history, in the beginning, all of it, even Samuel Adams, no, he was not just known for beer. They know all that. But yet they're turn a blind eye to what the Roman Catholic Church has done to this country. Evidence after evidence, coincidence after coincidence, Those same people today will tell you, like, all oh, this no coincidence. If something keeps on happening over and over again, and, and these conservatives, these Catholic conservatives talking about the Democrat Party, which they should, I have no problem, because they're right. But they're talking about the Democrat Party, and they're talking how, oh, these guys, and like, when it keeps on happening over and over again, please, it's not a coincidence. Nobody's that stupid. Really? Then why don't you look at your own history and see the coincidence after coincidence after coincidence after coincidence, and why don't you tell me now we're not stupid? We know something's up. But you don't do that. Catholicism is one of the... I was actually talking to a Catholic gentleman the other day. <laughs> I want to try... I, oh, what did he say now? Because he, he just popped my head. And he was talking about, he goes, Catholic is a great religion if you want to just keep doing what you want. He's Catholic. He's got a big giant cross with Jesus on his arm being crucified. This is a Catholic who is telling you the truth. Because that's what it is. It's a religion that you can do what you want. There's no accountability. Maybe you go to confession. Stop willfully sinning. You won't have to go to confession. Oh, by the way, it's willfully sinning. It's not sinning. It's willfully. You chose to sin. You knew you were going to sin. You got no problem with the sin. You figure, hey, we're good as long as I get a couple of Hail Marys. Somebody's going to go, 
That's not how Hail Marys work. I'm not going to get into the intricacies of it and the fact that you stole from the Egyptians or anything like that or pharaohs or even Roman uh, mythology and Greek mythology and so forth and so on. But understand, history is important. Whether you're a Christian, even if I wasn't a born-again Christian, history is important to know. Learn about things. I was a Pentecostal growing up, and then when I really learned about things, I was like, what in the world? I had to face the fact that I was in a false religion. Well, actually, it's a religion, but it's false. A lot of things wrong. A lot of things. Didn't know. Didn't know how it even started. Didn't know that until I was an adult. And yeah, I don't teach you where it started or anything like that. They'll tell you about the great revivals, though, all the Brownsville revival, and they talk about all that kind of stuff, sure. But they don't really teach you where it came from, where its origins are. And I gather the guess that uh, most people probably don't. And I get that you don't want to face the fact that what you follow may be false. But you're either living by the Bible or you're not. You either follow God or you don't. So you got to swallow your pride and realize your history is built on Roman Catholicism of destruction. If, it, if you don't have the Roman Catholic Church, then you don't have civil war. There is no slavery in America, again, if you don't have the Roman Catholic Church. Think about that. I said before, you want reparations? Take a trip over to Italy. Place called Rome. Head over to the Vatican City. That's who you want to talk to. Or Spain. Now, I don't make these podcasts be angry and mad, but you got to wake up to it. You got to see it for what it is. Look at it in a historical perspective. For me, that's what I did. I looked at it for, to go deeper. What is, you know, we blame Democrats, Republicans. I get it. I've been, I've been studying political history a long time. You know, historical events for a long time. Love history. Love the knowledge of it. Harder to find as time goes on because people want to erase it. But I, but I had to tell myself, okay, if you're going to be honest, and accurate. Look at it from a different view. Follow names. Follow their backgrounds. What are they influenced by? And sure enough, ain't the Roman Catholic Church. Well, you said Episcopalian, same thing. What about the Lutherans? Same thing. Come on, you've been around long enough to know this. Unlike the Roman Catholic Church, I don't think you're stupid. I think you have the ability to learn these things. I think you have the ability to understand the truth. You have to be willing to accept it. Well, thank you, everybody, for tuning in tonight. It was an uplifting uh, show. Uh, but I appreciate your time, and I will see you.
in the next podcast. And as always, I am grateful and I am thankful for the time you take to listen. God bless and have a beautiful evening.